0: Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage Podcast. I'm your host, David. Uh, Ted is taking this week off because he is traveling for work. However, uh, in his stead, I have a returning guest who was so um, gracious and uh, giving and so nice to to grace us with his presence again um, and it's been uh, a crazy hot minute since the last time uh, he's been here the last time I think was like episode 45 or so and now we're on episode like 112. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, was it the Mario ones or was it the video game collecting ones? Uh, I can't remember what order we did those in. So
0: first, Chase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Chase. Yeah, they're Chase they're is here. You're back. Yes. Thank you so much for for coming. Heck yeah. Um, Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Uh, so it was. So we did the the glory of video game collecting yes. first, mm. and then the uh, the follow up to that. Not too far uh, mm. after was part one and part two of mario right that's right which i can't remember do we intend for like i think we went into mario understanding mm-hmm. that it was probably gonna have to split be oh, yeah. split up into two parts oh yeah yeah that's right and so we kind of went into it we formulated our notes where we cut it off at i think it was 64. 64 yeah mm-hmm. yeah Um, so yeah, that was,
1: that seems so long ago. When was that? Uh,
0: that was, was it
1: 2020 or was that 2019? I
0: think that was 2019. Um,
1: let's see. Uh,
0: I had it pulled up and, um, I know this, this is making for invigorating. Uh, okay. So episode 41 was, um, come on, bring up, give me the notes or something. There we go. Okay. Uh let's see. So that one was December 16th, 2019. Okay. Um, part wow. one. Uh so yeah, it's it's been a while it since you've been, been over here, buddy. Yeah, it's um, good to be back. Yeah, thank you so much for, for coming back. Yeah. And, yeah, thanks for having me. Um Yeah, we we need to fill our uh our quota of video game episodes Yes. Uh, for the podcast because we have so many listeners mm. that are into video gaming, obviously, it's mm-hmm. well-received in the, the geek and nerd communities yeah, yeah. Um, as as a hobby and for s- a lucky select few, a profession. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we very, uh, very rarely get the chance to do them because both Ted and I are not huge gamers. Mm. We've talked about this several times yeah, yeah, on the yeah. podcast. We're just more of the the casual gaming variety right. because um i don't know doing the podcast eats up a lot of time yeah and yeah for sure I, I got the etsy shop now and um but you you're on a a whole other level <laughs> um plus you got a bunch of other hobbies so my hat's off to you for being able to juggle like hardcore gaming schedule I plus i don't like,
1: know how i do it man yeah i, I don't
0: <laughs> it, it's just like a, a frog and boiling water basically where Yoke. you just kind of slowly get to the
1: point where it helps like... to be single in a pandemic i guess <laughs> <laughs> you get a, have a lot of time on your hands when right. you're single in a pandemic <laughs>
0: yeah um luckily my kids are getting to that age where they they don't need me for everything mm-hmm. and um that's a little heartbreaking yeah um, what, double-edged what, thing yeah, yeah it's yeah uh but when you are trying to get things accomplished, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's kind of nice when they can go do their own thing, and daddy and mommy can go do their own things, and meet back up on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> meet yep. meet at the dinner table for dinner, and and then everyone disperses again. <laughs> so, um, oh shit, <laughs> totally unplugged my headphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, there we
1: go. Um, so. As I understand it, this episode is sort of like just like a state of the industry stuff that's kind of going on right now. Correct. Um, I know we're hitting some Nintendo news, some PlayStation news, and even some Steam news, which is news for me because I'm not a I um, I'm not a PC gamer at all. Yeah, really, I'm not either. That's really the only side of the industry that I don't touch. I'm a huge I'm all out console. I have just about every console under the sun, but. Um, but I'm not a PC gamer, so I'm actually looking forward to talking about that because that'll that'll be a lot of news for me, actually. Yeah, um,
0: is uh, well, I was gonna ask you a, a question about that, but we can get to that whenever we. Okay, yeah, yeah, whenever yeah. we get to that, sure, um, sure. So, I guess uh, we'll we'll start with like the biggest news first, sure. Um, and that was um, so we're recording this on Friday. Mm. Uh, it was. Was it yesterday or so I think Wednesday?
1: Two, I think Wednesday, Nintendo had uh, one of their most recent presentations. Um, that's just Nintendo's way of engaging with their fans. They do these different kinds of like what they call Nintendo Directs and stuff like that. But they also have these smaller ones called Indie Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what happened a couple of days ago. Um, we had this really cool indie world and so that's basically a nintendo direct but instead of nintendo games it's there it it literally is a platform for them to just showcase indie games Mm -hmm. and indie developers um, because the switch has been an absolute gold mine for indie games and indie fans like that it's just so easy for small up-and-coming developers to get games on the switch and so, it's why been,
0: why is that? I, uh,
1: Nintendo's it, always really kind of been like that. Even all the way back to like the Wii. You know, when the when the Wii Shop was a thing, uh-huh. um, the Wii Shop was like a haven for um, kind of the early days of the, of the indie uh, scene when it was really starting, just to up and up, is like an up and coming thing, right? Um,
0: do you, so, think, do you think, like, graphics play a, a big part of that? Because, I mean, it's...
1: I doubt it, because Nintendo has never really been known for being any graphic... If anything, they've been graphically less than... Well,
0: that, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is yeah. like, I mean, you don't need the most... You know, for lack of better words, you don't need the most cutting-edge, right. like, uh, game developers oh, yeah, in exactly. terms of graphics. So maybe that opens up more doors for, like... You know, the emphasis on creativity exactly. instead of like being uh, like having a team that can make the prettiest looking game. Right. Um,
1: yeah. and I, But I also th- it, I think it's interesting. I think it's it, it's also maybe just to do with the switch itself. Just excuse me, the console itself. The way that it's a hybrid and the way that it's marketed to so many different people across so many different age groups um, I mean, it's easily already becoming one of their highest selling consoles of all time. Um, it's insanely popular. Mm-hmm. And so I think putting their stuff on the Switch maybe opens them up to the most wide audience, I think. Um, yeah. You know, if, if, the indie, if the indie market is anything, it's extremely diverse in terms of the kinds of games that come through the indie scene. And, um, you know, really experimental stuff, very niche games, things that, you know, the AAAs wouldn't obviously touch. That's what makes the Indies so cool. Um, and I think that market, I think, you know, whatever niche, you know, those people are looking for, um, I think most of those people are on a Switch. Um, and <clears> so, <throat> so I think that definitely is one of the reasons, at least, why I think Indie developers are so drawn to Nintendo's platform, Um so anyway, yeah, so Wednesday um, we had an Indie World Spotlight and so you know we can kind of briefly just kind of go over some of the highlighted games that were really exciting to see pop yeah. up. Yeah, um, definitely. But also, um, I did have just a couple other cool news uh, tidbits for um, sure. that have been happening recently. Um, one that I'm very excited about and I hope is I really, really hope is a genuine fact is uh, this whole rumor that's going around that the Grand Theft Auto trilogy uh, I did could, see the article on yeah. IGN for
0: that because like, I was trying to cruise you know for other news articles mm-hmm. and i saw that and i was like oh
2: yes.
1: so have you ever played a gta game i've actually never played one really yeah, yeah that's one of those uh, big so, franchises i still haven't played yet
0: yeah so um gta is like one of my favorite series of oh, all time cool. like so i i only got into it at like gta 3 okay um, that's so so the when ones. it when it hit the ps PS2, mm-hmm. um, so so yeah, that's kind of when I got into it, and Perfect. then uh, I I played a little bit of San Andreas. Yep. Uh, I don't think I ever owned it. I, I just played it at friends' houses. Right. Um, and then what was the one that came after that? Vice City. By, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a little bit of that too, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I played the crap out of that's awesome. <laughs> uh, GTA three. Um, and then I. Own the, um, uh, the the GTA Five. Okay, yeah. Um,
1: so you have you have some nostalgia, and you have some actual histories with some of these. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. So that's the trilogy that is purportedly now. Nothing has been actually confirmed yet. We're still very much in the realm of speculation. Mm-hmm. But some very uh, notable sources, sources that are typically known for bringing pretty good insider info um, ahead of time. Um, these are the people who, that have been circulating a lot of this information, and it sounds pretty grounded from what we're hearing um so if it is on the up and up um this is the ps2 era trilogy so it's gta 3 san andreas and vice city all in one package remastered um through i think it was the unity engine um so they're gonna look great they're gonna run great um and so and purportedly it's coming to switch which is a huge deal because you know obviously nintendo has usually shied away from those you know games that are that mature the Rockstar games yeah, yeah yeah exactly um you know now the switch has been definitely probably actually easily the broadest that nintendo has ever allowed things on their platform now we've got any everything from like the bioshock trilogy to the witcher wild hunt is even on switch you know um so you know nintendo has definitely loosened up a lot over the years and this wouldn't be the first time that a gta game has been on a nintendo console there was chinatown wars on the ds interestingly enough um I, I don't know how that is i've never played it but um but it it does exist <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway yeah if you're a gta fan especially a nostalgic gta fan like yourself um yeah that's definitely something that um should definitely be on people's radar and if it is on the up and up if it is um valid uh it i think we're expecting that as soon as anywhere from like october to november so it could just be right around the corner if that this, is this this october yes. or November. yeah that yeah. is soon it is
0: uh those those people really know how to like keep things mm-hmm. under their hats like mm-hmm. and and not have it go to the public yep uh like that's it just blows my mind how people are able to you know keep quote unquote, keep secrets yeah. like that where, yeah, yeah, um, I mean, I guess, you know, that's the, the validity of, um, <laughs> non-disclosure agreements yeah, yeah. And, and all that, you know, they come in handy yep. for, um, cases like that. But yeah, that's, that's super cool. I'm yeah. really excited and, uh, makes me, uh, even more excited now that, uh, I have two switches. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the light and then I, we got the, the regular, uh, regular one the old school
1: just in time (laughs) yeah
0: so that's yeah that's really exciting
1: cool cool i'm glad uh, i'm glad you're excited about that i know a lot of people are too that i'm excited because that would be a great way for me to start and like that would be a great entry point for me to get into the gta franchise yeah um like i said it's just another one of those big franchises i haven't touched yet for whatever reason so anyway um and then i guess kind of uh tiptoeing into towards the indie side of things Mm -hmm. um uh, so it didn't come in the indie world direct itself, um, curiously but, um the Spelunky games, Spelunky 1 and 2, um, it looks like those are coming to the Switch eShop as soon as uh, the end of this month Okay. Um, I know a lot of people are very excited about that have you ever heard of Spelunky or anything like that? it rings a bell yeah, they're, they're, uh, roguelikes so it's all random generation, every run is different kind of thing, every level is uh, randomly generated from the start so, um it's one of those things where when you die, there's a permadeath thing. So you die, and you go back to the beginning of the game. Mm, okay. Completely fresh, you get new weapons, new everything. Um, it's got a very, very devoted following. Um, I've not played it yet, um, but I know a lot of people are really, really into Spelunky. So side, just a little side thing there. If you're into Spelunky and you have a Switch, um, you can expect those here in just the next few weeks on the eShop which is going to be fantastic. Those looks like those look like great games to play on the Switch, especially handheld. Yeah. Um uh one of the games that did get announced uh at the uh, the Indie World presentation was uh, Axiom Verge 2. The first Axiom Verge was a fantastic Metroidvania game. Um uh, uh I know the second one has been very very highly anticipated. Uh so cool thing there uh if you are a big physical game collector like I am, um, you can get that game physically through Limited Run. If you're not exposed to them, I highly encourage. If you're into physical game collecting, um, super rare games and limited run games are fantastic physical distributors, especially for little indies and you know uh, you know devs that otherwise wouldn't get a physical release. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so uh, Axiom Verge Two is getting a physical release through Limited Run, which is super super cool. Um, both of them are actually. So if you miss the first one, you can get a bundle pack. Uh, with both of the Axiom Verge games. So I know there's a niche that will be very excited for that. Cool. And then totally on the other end of the spectrum, completely far away from Indies, (laughs) um, if you're a Pokemon fan, Mm -hmm. um, which I know there are a lot out there. There's a couple. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, August 18th, uh, that's the next uh, uh, Nintendo presentation, is we're getting a full-on Pokemon Direct. um, So a whole
0: well they're really pumping them out.
1: Yeah, a whole presentation on uh the upcoming games, the new uh what are they? Brilliant Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which are remakes of the Gen 4 games, the Sinnoh region games. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan of those, I'm sure you're already aware that those are in the works. So we're going to be getting a lot of new information about the new Pokémon remakes um set in the Sinnoh region and then also the new game, the actual new uh the next entry in the actual franchise itself, the uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus that is the next official entry in the franchise and we'll be getting a lot more information about those so yeah if you're a Pokemon fan um, all the new Pokemon games that are coming out here in the next uh, several months to uh, next year um, you'll definitely want to tune in Wednesday August 18th Um, you'll want to check the times for those depending on your time zone for an awesome Pokemon Direct Cool. So, yeah, I know we were talking about Pokemon. and.
0: Yeah, right. I think we were talking about it right before we started recording. Um, yeah, I was just kind of sharing my very limited experience with playing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly chalk it up to Pokemon Snap on the 64. Yep. I'd love to yep. get the new one. Yeah, uh, I'm, that,
1: that I'm, came out this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
0: I, I'd love to play it. Yeah, it's supposed
1: to be fantastic. I, I've
0: heard nothing but good yeah, things about it. Yeah, um, I'm a little intimidated, mostly because I have not stepped one toe into the Pokemon universe.
1: Right. <clears throat> since, since Like Kanto.
0: <laughs> yeah, since yeah. there was, you know, I, I, I did the, back in my day, mm-hmm. there was only 151 Pokemon. Yeah, yep. that that was me. Yep. Um, and, and then... Once, uh, like, I kind of moved away from Pokemon into Mm. like, I think wrestling, I I made a very (laughs) abrupt and weird uh switch. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm a little intimidated to get into it just because I'm Mm. I'm like, I think that's a Pokemon,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, you know, because in typical fashion, uh, Pokemon, I just got into Pokemon uh through quarantine, actually, that was a big Mm -hmm. quarantine plunge for me, I'd never played them before. Um, I was telling you I kind of I'd always sort of worried that I had missed my window with Pokemon I, I sort of always right. thought it was one of those things like if you didn't do it as a kid mm-hmm. you kind of missed it and you couldn't really get into it but no I, I put uh, I put Gen 1 in I put Kanto in on a Game Boy and yeah it it just clicked with me so
0: so it it was pretty quick oh yeah when when you realized that that wasn't the case oh yeah
1: i chose i chose bulbasaur and um once i figured out how to catch them because i'm very ocd when it comes to collecting things obviously because i'm a game like right i just i'm a i'm a big collector i love collecting things so to have a whole decks of different pokemon to collect and and catch all like catch them all Mm -hmm. was like I should have known from the get-go that was going to like <laughs> totally just take me over and consume me. Right. Um, so, and if you listen to the Mario thing, you know that I love to play franchises from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And so I started with the Game Boy entries. And then um, I've gone, as of now, I'm up to Gen 5. I've played up through Pokemon Black and White on the DS. So now I have the 3DS gens to get to next.
0: And and so you're playing the games uh on the actual device mm-hmm. that they debuted on. Mm-hmm. that's because that's part of the experience for you, yes. right is is yes. like you want to experience it uh, in the era of when those games mm-hmm. were coming out for that specific console uh, like oh, you, yeah, you think it takes away from the the experience of experiencing that game if you were to like find like a a switch port for it.
1: Um. See, I don't. I don't know. I. I think I would still definitely enjoy the games in and of themselves. But I do love. It just adds a little
0: flair to just, it.
1: Yeah, tapping into that time and place, mm-hmm. and sort of tapping into that kid and imagining being that kid, staying up with his Game Boy. I totally get it. I, I think it's just so cool. And so I mean, yeah, <clears throat> I literally played Pokemon Blue on. Like that original brick of a Game Boy, like the the OG green mm-hmm. screen Game Boy. Yeah, the one you brought over. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I remember. Uh, I, I we were talking earlier, and you know, I mentioned that I listened back to a couple of the episodes that we did, and I, I think it was the. Um, I don't know. I it was. <laughs> I, it might have been the Mario one, mm. and you brought over like the The Game Boy yeah. that you yeah, yeah. you just scored mm-hmm. like um you know a day or so before yeah and like the box was in mint condition I yep. was like how in yep. the hell did you make this happen Yup yeah, that was it,
1: my guys at Media Rerun here in town they yeah. always came through for me yeah blew um, my mind so yeah and what's been awesome too is I was actually I've been trading them forward through each generation mm-hmm. so like I'm in gen 5 with my Pokemon going all the way back like generations I've been carrying them forward the oh, okay. way you can do with Pokemon games interesting um, yeah and my roommate's been playing them with me simultaneously so we can actually trade you know as you would with a friend back in the day um, you know because each game had different Pokemon and so I would give him the ones he needed he'd give me my the ones I needed from his game and mm-hmm. um, yeah it's been awesome so yeah, if you're a Pokemon fan, definitely, definitely keep that on your radar. Wednesday, August 18th, there will be a huge Pokemon Direct um, with just nothing but unfiltered news over the new Pokemon games.
0: That's awesome.
1: So, anyway, so those uh, were just some sort of uh, bullet points that uh, some kind of bigger stories that I'd seen here recently. So now, uh, if you want to, we can get into the actual indie world. Sure. Uh, showcase yeah um so yeah it was a really cool presentation it was about 20 minutes um so some of the highlights um so if you're a fan of any of the old jet set games like jet set radio um you're definitely want to gonna want to check out bomb rush cyber Funk. um it's basically a spiritual successor to the jet set radio games these were games um known for like their soundtracks you were like a skateboard or like a, a guy on roller skate. It was all about, I think, gangs controlling a city through like graffiti and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, I think it's even got the same composer that did the, the soundtrack for the original Jet Set games going all the way back to the Dreamcast. Okay. Um, and it even uh, really adheres to that Dreamcast aesthetic. Um, So for people who have played the Jet Set games, um, I know they have a very devoted cult following. Um, You're definitely that was the first one they announced uh, at the Indie World Direct was the Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. I've never played a Jet Set game. Um, I don't have a Dreamcast. I'm not really a huge Sega guy yet. Sure. uh I I want to be at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh but do
0: you, do you have a, a Dreamcast or, or any Sega consoles in your possession The
1: only Sega I currently do is the Genesis Okay um so no Master System definitely no Sega Saturn and uh yeah no Dreamcast unfortunately I want to um if I ever uh am in a different tax bracket I might get into the Sega Saturn but as it stands right now
0: yeah, I think you were telling me that. Yeah, I think in the are... collecting
1: video or in the episode, I think I talked about how outrageously expensive the Sega Saturn stuff is.
0: Are they in hundreds, thousands?
1: Uh most are in hundreds. Some of them do creep up in the thousands, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's out it's outrageous. Because the Saturn was just such a flop, uh, that they just they didn't ship that many games mm-hmm. of any of any of the titles that released on it. So they're just so hard to find. There's just you know, right supply and demand yeah you know? i mean and
0: the uh so that was the saturday and the um the dreamcast was kind of similar right mm-hmm. i mean like it, it debuted almost like right alongside the the 64 what was it i
1: think or, so actually or, that might have been made been the one after that i think the saturn was like the era of the 64 and the ps1 and then i think the dreamcast was sort of alongside the gamecube and yeah. that era yeah I think. I, I think you're right because i that, think the dreamcast right. was sega's yeah. last console
0: right uh yeah yeah that that's definitely correct mm-hmm. and yeah i remember it's so weird. i i have uh a recollection of going to target with my mom <laughs> and you know she she fucked off and you know went to go get groceries yeah. left me in the electronics yep. department yep and i remember that you know the the um do you remember the like the where you can play i mean it you know you can go into best buy or target and Mm. like play stuff now but it's like right in front of your face Mm -hmm. back in the day Mm -hmm. the controller was you know like kind of by your waist and then you had to like crane your neck up like (laughs) this (laughs) because the like this screen was like 10 feet high like above you um and i just like i have a memory of uh side by side like the Sega Sat uh not Saturn the uh the Dreamcast mm-hmm. and then the GameCube mm-hmm. uh being like right next to each yep. other. Yep. Um yeah, that's weird such a uh, weird memory to get jogged.
1: Um uh, Yeah, but, that's awesome though. Um yeah anyway, so sorry. No, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Illegal segue. Yeah, so yeah, if you're, you know, if you were into that uh era, you know, if you had a Dreamcast and especially if you like I said if you were into the Jet Set games, you definitely are going to want to check out bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, I mentioned already Axiom Verge 2 um, that I think actually just released uh, the day of the Direct. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it just came out. I know it's already out, um, so I think it just dropped recently. Okay. Um, so uh, the second one is a prequel to the first one. So if you played the first one, this one gives you a bit more background perspective on things leading up to the first Axiom Verge. I've not played it the first one yet but I know that it's phenomenal. Anyone that, who loves, like, Metroidvania games in the vein of, like, Super Metroid or Castlevania Symphony of the Night or any of those kind of Metroidvania games, um, the Axiom Verge games definitely scratch that itch for a lot of people. Um, I think it's one of those one-man shows where, like, one guy made the whole game, like, by himself, which is insane that people do that. Yeah. Which, I, which is becoming more common. I mean, that's definitely a for thing sure.
0: I, I mean, yeah, in this, this day and age where, you know, we're just naturally raised uh in an environment of technology Mm -hmm. um so you can get started learning uh you know any kind of coding from a very early age Mm -hmm. and i mean if it's if it interests you then it bodes well in your favor to learn it at an early age totally totally um so yeah
1: So yeah, um, if you're into that, like I said, and like I mentioned earlier, um, that was something I noticed today, uh, was uh, if you are into those games, and if you want a physical copy of it, like I said, get it through limited run. They'll be doing that, uh, I think, at the pre-orders open soon. Um, Anyway, moving on, then they announced, uh, I know this is a big deal for a lot of people, they announced a game called uh, Eastward which is a post-apocalyptic pixel art style game by Chucklefish. Um, People who really follow indie devs closely, Chucklefish is a pretty popular indie developer. Um, I think the games they're most known for, I cannot remember the first one off the top of my head for the life of me, but I I know that they did develop a Wargroove, which was a really cool um, kind of spiritual successor to the advanced war games on the GBA. So I know that scratched a lot of itches for a lot of people who were fans of those games. Um, but they published a ton of really good games, too. Uh, they published, famously, uh, Stardew Valley, um, mm. which was a huge quarantine game for me. I absolutely love Stardew Valley. Yeah. And so um, it look, It kind of looks similar to that in a way, at least with the pixel art from what I've seen, what, what little I've seen. So anyway, if you're a fan of the Chucklefish games uh, or anything that comes out of that neck of the woods, uh, definitely check out Eastward. It's an apocalyptic game. I don't know, post-apocalyptic game, I don't know a ton about it, but... Um, yeah and then they announced um a game called toem um this looked like a really interesting game and that's one of the things i love so much about the indie indie side of things is how experimental the the indies can get sometimes sure um and this game looks sort of like if you play the captain toad games um that sort of diorama-esque look to the the games it sort of looks like it, it it's in that sort of um 3d style um but this game is is a total emphasis on taking pictures actually Hmm. um you're armed with a camera from the get-go and apparently the whole game is just you um exploring all these different diorama worlds and taking pictures of different like events things that are happening people that are doing different things um i'm not exactly sure how it works quite yet but um just from what little i got from the trailer um yeah if you're it looks like a really chill game so if you're not super into like the hardcore heavy action games you know um and you're in more of like the animal crossing sort of neck of the woods you kind of like you know more kind of casual experiences this is definitely one that i think a lot of people could really get on board with
0: yeah um no like i said uh, animal crossing was the first game that i picked up on Mm. the switch and it I'll be honest, it was frustrating at first. Like, I (laughs) I, I voiced a lot of these opinions and more on the Animal Crossing episode. I don't know if you listened to that one or not. Mm. I did it with my friend Tiffany. But, yeah, I was super frustrated at the beginning because (laughs) it's so ambiguous. Like, it's so open world. It's so, like, do whatever you want to do. Like, it's so free-flowing. And I was like, you know, here I am, just some dude that... (laughs) Loves to pick up random guns and, like,
1: (laughs) you know, and go shoot them up. It can be jarring for people, yeah. Yeah. If you're not used to games that kind of flow like that. Um, Yeah. But I know a lot of people definitely like that very open ended, just do whatever you want kind of approach. It
0: it took a minute to get used to, Mm -hmm. but once I got used to how, you know, how the game is structured, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, anyways,
1: yeah, so Toem, uh would definitely be up your alley if you're into really more casual games like that. I think it, it really just looks like you're taking pictures, which mm. I think could really be cool. Yeah. Um, so then they announced one that I'm really excited about. Uh, it's called Tetris, Fec- Tetris Effect Connected. Um, so this is a new entry in the Tetris Effect series. Um, I love Tetris to death. I've played dozens of different iterations of Tetris, going all the way back to like the NES mm-hmm. and the Game Boy versions um tetris party on the wii is really really fun <laughs> all the way up to like Poyo Poyo tetris which is some of the more recent takes on it um but it's pretty much always the same just different different coat of paint um you don't really have to do much with tetris oh tetris 99 is also really awesome on the switch uh if you're a nintendo online member um you can get it for free it's, I, it's a competitive version of
0: yeah tetris. I, I do think i have that one mm-hmm. installed mm-hmm. yeah
1: So this one looks like it kind of combines a lot of different aspects from a lot of different takes on Tetris. First of all, the visuals just look gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a big selling point right off the bat. But also all the different sort of game modes and different takes on Tetris. It looks like there's different multiplayer aspects. Um, Of course, there's the competitive side where you kind of verse different people who are all playing different like Tetris at the same time. But I think there's also like a cooperative version, which I've never seen before, Mm -hmm. where all of your screens connect and it becomes one big long Tetris board. Yeah, and then you're all just trying to work together to clear all the lines, which looks really, really cool.
0: That, that's, yeah, that's awesome. I want to play this. Yes, yes. (laughs) That that sounds like a lot of fun. It looks awesome. Yeah.
1: So this was, yeah, um, just from the interview during the direct, it was definitely a passion project. The devs who who created this definitely have a really um, soft place in their heart for Tetris. Um, Obviously, it's still like the highest selling game of all time is Tetris. If really um, oh yeah oh yeah M- yeah millions of people still do wow. really play it absolutely Crazy. so that i don't think will have any trouble selling but yeah if you need a good puzzle game you know which and those are great for you know the switch especially for it being a handheld when you're just on the go on the bus or whatever for sure and you just want to whip like a puzzle game out tetris is like perfect for that sort of thing yeah um so definitely recommend that. That looks like another great entry in the Tetris. T- I've never played a Tetris Effect game yet, and I know that they're known for like their really cool spacey like visuals and stuff like that, um, and really cool soundtracks and stuff. So I'm very excited to pick that up for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So then another one that I'm very excited about is a game called uh, Far Changing Tides um this is a another post-apocalyptic game um it's the second in a series but apparently no one's really played the first one um they sort of made it they announced it like it was a big deal that it was like the second in the series and um i have yet to come across anyone who's played the first one but i'm sure it's great (laughs) what's it called again um the the second one's called far changing tides i'm not sure what the first one was called okay um but it's a really cool concept. It's a post-apocalyptic world set. Um, it's kind of a take on the rising sea levels. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, the whole world is, like, flooded. And so all of the cities and all of, like, previous civilization is underwater. And so that's kind of your whole thing. You're commanding this ship, and you're sailing over what's left, like, what little land is left. And you're kind of diving underwater and exploring the old civilizations, you know, uh, um, underwater. And it's these really, really cool underwater environments and... Um, I, I think post-apocalyptic games are really cool if they're done really well like that. For sure. Um, and I think that's a really interesting take on it is like the whole rising sea tides, you know, cause that's obviously something that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a little bit. yeah, so it's a cool concept that, you know, they took that and then they kind of ran with it. Um, so yeah, I think that will be super, super cool. It looked really cool from the direct for, yeah, from the showcase, from what I saw. So super excited to check that out. Um, and then there is Metal Slug Tactics. If you are into tactical games, um, tactical strategy games, this is definitely right up your alley. Um, I've never played a Metal Slug game, but again, this is another entry in a series. I know uh, Metal Slug has a pretty devoted um, cult following. Mm-hmm. So that looks fantastic. And then uh, probably the one I'm most excited about is uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Uh, I absolutely love Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Um, I, that was another game that I played uh, early last year. It was right before the pandemic because I played uh, the, the original Shovel Knight and all of the DLCs that they did for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a big Shovel Knight fan. And I know that Yacht Club games, you know, they're trying to make Shovel Knight sort of a franchise. They're trying to like expand them into different genres and things like that. Um, sure. And they're definitely on the right road to do that. Um, you know, the DLCs were all fantastic. And if you are into like old school 2D platformers, sort of thing like in the in the vein of especially like zelda 2 on the nes you definitely owe it to yourself to check out shovel knight because it plays like a dream but it definitely still has that old school sort of 16-bit aesthetic that people just can't get enough of and the chiptune soundtrack is brilliant and i cannot remember the composer's name but oh my god he absolutely knocked out of the park with the soundtrack Mm -hmm. um this is a puzzle game in what looks like a tetris attack style Um, if anybody played Tetris attack on the SNES with like Yoshi and all the different Mario characters, um, it looks like something in that vein. I'm not entirely sure exactly how it plays yet. If it's, if it's, um, just like that, but from what I gathered from the preview and interviews, um, it looks like something in that vein. Again, it looks like another really great pickup and play. Um, like most of those kind of puzzle games usually tend to be. Um, so if you're a shovel knight fan, uh, if you're a puzzle game fan, um, this looks like it's going to be pretty accessible to a lot of people um so yeah definitely check that out and if you've not played shovel knight you definitely owe it to yourself um and then there is loop hero um i gather from this this is a dungeon crawler but you don't actually control the hero you're actually controlling the environment that the hero is going through and i think you're trying to keep him alive as long as you can huh i think it's a card based game so different cards i think change the different aspects of the dungeon that he's in uh, I don't know if that's like the enemies that he encounters or the you know the hazards that he has to overcome or whatever, but I I think it's something like that. I know a lot. It, it's it's originally from the PC and it's crossing over to the Switch. Mm. Um, and so I know a lot of people who played on the PC uh, really really like it. So I think it sounds really interesting. Yeah,
0: uh, I, I've never heard of anything like that before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I definitely wouldn't mind playing something like that. It sounds like fun
1: yeah yeah apparently you're using an expanded deck of mystical cards to uh yeah place enemies buildings and the, the terrain um and it's and it's called hero loop because it's literally um the dungeon is uh, created as an endless loop so i think you're just trying to i guess keep your hero alive as long as possible hmm. um yeah i'm not exactly sure what your your end goal there is but i know that you control the dungeon itself and the environments and things like that so it definitely sounds very different um, which is super cool. And then <laughs> then there's Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, Boyfriend Dungeon? Yes. Okay. This is a dungeon-crawling dating sim where you actually date your weapons. Um, appara- <laughs> apparently, your weapons um, also can morph into very attractive male uh, partners, potential partners. So oh. if you are into dungeon-crawling and into dating sims... <laughs> Boyfriend Dungeon is your game.
0: <laughs> wow. So yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> that's yeah. That yep. well that's that's definitely something.
1: Yep. Use in game cash uh, to fight monsters and woo your weapons. So Yeah, uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah.
0: I Yeah, I'd be curious to hear a little bit more about that one. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Especially from people that like it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. See what they get out of it.
1: Um, and then the last few, uh, there's one called Necro Barista. Um, I know this is uh, a... I think this is... Uh, it's been around for a minute. This is a Switch release of another game that's kind of been around for a while. This is a graphic adventure, so if you're not into any sort of gameplay, if you're just really kind of there for the story, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, if you're into graphic novels or graphic, like, visual novel games like that, uh, this is definitely right up your alley. I know people who've played this game really, really enjoy it and talk about how the characters are super fleshed out and... Um, yeah it it it, i've never played a graphic adventure game like that before personally Mm -hmm. um i'd love to i just haven't gotten around to one yet so maybe this could be a cool one to start with yeah and then finally uh the last big one uh notable one was uh a game called islander's console edition um again this is a pc game that is making its console debut on switch um this looks like a game that i will really enjoy it looks like a city builder and i love sim games like that um so apparently it's it looks fairly simple uh it looks like the more buildings you place the more points you rack up and the more points you gather the more buildings you can place and the more you can fill out each island um uh, and things like that it looks like it's a bit more short uh short and sweet game play uh, uh chunks as opposed to like your typical sim games which are usually you spend like dozens of hours on like one city or one theme park or zoo or whatever it is you're building right um it looks like this is sort of the opposite it kind of flips that and it looks like as soon as you sort of finish an island and getting it built up to whatever like metropolis or whatever you you, you're trying to get it built up to then that's it it kind of goes away and then it gives you a fresh island to start on Hmm. um so it looks like a really interesting take on uh like the city building sim game like that so if you're into stuff like that um yeah definitely check out islanders so yeah anyway those were the definitely the sort of like the headliners um those are the ones that most people are definitely the most excited about um there were some other kind of honorable mentions here and there um so definitely head to like nintendo life or something like that and check out or just uh if you haven't checked out the showcase itself um you know just hit up youtube and just uh, hit up the most recent Indie World Showcase. It's still there. Um, and you can watch the whole presentation. It was a really good presentation. Um, a lot of really cool, candid interviews with the developers themselves. Mm-hmm. Talking about their games. And, and you know, you can just really get a feel for their passion for them. It's one of the reasons why I said I love the indies so much. Is, is You know, so many of these games are just, like, passion projects for these little indie For days. sure, yeah. So, yeah. Um, really cool. exciting time for uh, indie, indie fans. So. Yeah.
0: That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> let's see. So, so we got that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. We we don't really have much to talk about in the way of Xbox, right? Like no, you're yeah, y- y- you're not a, a big Xbox person. I I haven't yeah. touched an Xbox since the three sixty. Yeah,
1: not currently. I do. Yeah, I do love. I have an original Xbox and I have a three sixty, and I do love those. Um, and I do play those from time to time but uh yeah I don't have an Xbox one I def- definitely don't have a series X the, mm-hmm. the newest one so.
0: depending on uh whenever the new halo game comes out mm-hmm. and if it's any good mm-hmm. I might yep. <laughs> I might have to be like seriously that was the only reason why I got yep. a 360 was because all of my friends, um, all three of them at the time um they had, a 360 and they there's all that that's all that they did was play yep. uh halo yep. online and i was like i want to i want to be part <laughs> of this system and yep. uh and so i went out and i uh, like with my tax money that year i just went yep. and bought like a 360 yep. and, and that game and um yeah so uh, well, yeah, like I said, I really haven't touched yeah. uh, uh, any Xbox-related stuff
1: since then. Yeah, and nothing, nothing's wrong with Xbox. I, I mean, I like Xbox well enough. I've just always been a more of a... When it comes to those kinds of consoles, I've definitely always been a Sony guy. I've gravitated Same. much more towards the PlayStation side of things.
0: Yeah, I, I've, you know, like I said, I only owned the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't own the original. Uh, I didn't own... I uh, haven't owned anything after the 360. Right. But I have had the PS1, the PS2. Yes. I still have my PS3. Yes. Man. Um, and favorites. we have the PS4. Yep. Of course, there's like five people out there that have the <laughs> PS5. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what? Uh, so, like we said, we we don't have much to say about you know the current state of affairs. As it relates to Xbox, mm-hmm. what to, do you want to talk about this Steam Deck thing? Yeah, yeah, I'd
1: love to hear more about that because, like I said, I'm not a PC gamer at all. Um, yeah, I would like uh, to be at some um, point. Um, yeah, I, I am not currently.
0: Yeah, I've never been a PC gamer. Um, those people always—they're like always mean to me. <laughs> They—they—they <laughs> <a little, laughs> uh, they, they always seem very high and mighty and holier than thou. They're like, mm, you know. Uh, you don't play a PC like that is the ultimate way because you can customize your oh, console. Yeah. All the mods uh, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, that's great for you. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't have the fucking time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's called the steam deck. And this is like, I we apologize. This this is like my two cents I'm throwing in here. Um, I'm like, I know stuff about video games sort of, <laughs> but like the steam deck, it's kind of like yesterday's news. Like it, um, you know, it was announced. You know, like a a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty recent. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah, like you said, it's still pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called the Steam Deck, and there's there's really not a lot of details about it. Mm-hmm. And I think they even like as far as release release dates go, mm-hmm. the best you're looking at is like Q2 of next year.
2: Oh wow. Okay. Um,
0: so. You, you still got a while yeah, and yeah. I, from my understanding like they i think they did a pre-order and they i think they all sold out oh, I'm sure. pretty quickly uh, yeah. I, I, thi- I i could be wrong um i might be thinking of something else anyways mm. um but yeah, so you were uh, before we hit record. Um, you know, you were asking about like the whole docking thing and yeah. as it as it relates to the Switch. Cause, yeah, because
1: it looks so similar to the Switch. Yeah.
0: Um. Because um, it, it, it kind of seems like Steam is wanting to take a page from Nintendo's book mm-hmm. and uh, you know take on that portability. So basically, everything in your Steam library um, that you can access on your computer mm. will be available on wow. this handheld console. Wow. So that's, you know, good news yeah, for them. That is really cool. Um, the, the docking quote unquote, uh, that that's available to you is, uh, I don't know if it's through HDMI or what mm. kind of port, but you can, you'll be able to plug it into any TV or any monitor, um, really that you want, um, Wow. So, so if you want to go play on the big screen, say if mm. you bring it over to your, uh, a friend's house or something like that, um, you, you'll be able to plug it into a TV and play that way.
1: That is really, really cool. Yeah.
0: Um, which, yeah, it seems pretty cool. Um, yeah, like I said, the, the release date looks like, um, it's supposed to be, uh, it's supposed to start shipping in December, but, um, yeah, like they're like, don't expect it until like Q2 of mm. of next year. Um, seems like there, uh, there might be a couple of different variations or, or versions, uh, in terms of, um, capacity, uh, like hard drive, oh, like, like uh, yeah, memory lo- storage and stuff like that. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be a, a 512 gig <laughs> one. Wow. Um, I'm not sure if that's the. F- the top tier Mm. or if that's it seems like that would be that would be the top tier and then there would be one one below it um let's see um yeah i like i said i I just kind of quickly glanced at oh here we go Mm. um so 399 for the 64 gig version okay 529 uh uh, these are U.S. dollars, uh, for the 256 gig version and 649 for the 512
1: Good Lord. Um, wow.
0: gigabyte version.
1: So it gets up there.
0: Yeah, uh, so, uh, that's 649. That's more than the PS5, correct? Yep. That's what that's at 500 right yeah, now. Yeah, 499. Yep. Um, wow. I I can't imagine. Being like, you know what? I'm going to go with the handheld uh, Steam instead. Like, if you had the option to buy a mm-hmm. PS5. I I mean, but then again, oh, for sure. like yeah. we said, we're not PC gamers. Yeah, but, um,
1: you know, I'm I'm not a PC gamer just because I, I've never just gotten around to buying a PC or building one or anything like that. You, I would love to. You, you think you'd um, enjoy that process oh, sure. of,
0: like, going and, like customizing it and picking it or like I think
1: so I know some friends who know how to do it and they've offered to help me over the years if sure. I ever wanted to do that so I definitely have people on mm-hmm. hand um, who would be more than happy to help me with that um, I think it's just been more of an investment thing uh, that the reason I haven't done it yet and I just don't know where I'd put it yet um, but anyway uh, you know if if it really turns out uh, you know I, I get why Steam is doing it um, I'm surprised Nintendo is kind of letting it slide Um, because it is a very it's pretty clearly taking a pretty obvious page from the switch sure um so i'm i guess i'm somewhat surprised that nintendo wasn't like hey doesn't that look kind of similar you know (laughs) but
0: i mean like (laughs) you know handheld devices i they're i mean nintendo historically speaking Mm -hmm. has kind of dominated that uh, you know like ps view was very it wasn't it the view that that was the handheld or uh, there was the ps portable first and, the, and P- then there was vita. the vita that's was, right yeah uh sorry um ps view was the uh wasn't it the streaming service or oh i don't know maybe god i'm <laughs> my my brain is, uh, <laughs> is 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 mush and my memory is crap uh but yeah um Suffice so it to say, yeah, Nintendo has kind of dominated oh, yeah. that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I, know, I think the portable did okay. I, 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 I think I had one. Um, I know the Vita didn't really do what they wanted it to do. I, no. Just, no one else has really been able to tap into the handheld market the way that Nintendo has with things like the Game Boy. The Game Boy was huge. And then the DS was really, really big. I mean, they've always done extremely well with their handhelds. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you know, with the Wii U, when it flopped, Um, I think it was a real stroke of genius to marry their console with their handheld, you know, because they've always done so well with that. And to make that one console was a stroke of genius. Yeah. And obviously, especially in today's age with so many gamers on the go constantly, um, I think that's made it so accessible. And people who really aren't big gamers, you know, a lot of even just very casual gamers um, have gravitated to getting a Switch um, Mm -hmm. because of its accessibility and things like that. So I can definitely see other um, companies, you know, uh, wanting to take a page from that. It's just interesting that it's Steam, you know, before, you know, say like Sony or Microsoft, you know, that it's actually Steam who's um, sort of the next one up who's trying to kind of tap into this. It is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. I mean, because there are so many games that you can only play on a PC that you can't play on a console. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I'd love, you know, to get one someday. Mm-hmm. Um and you know if if it really does turn out uh to be a good piece of hardware I mean I could definitely see myself getting one as much as I've loved my Switch and you know that that um diversity and and things like that um I can definitely see myself uh I, I do think the price point is going to be um maybe their biggest enemy in terms of I guess accessibility yeah. to the average joe um cuz yeah when when you start getting up in the, up in the like 5 and 600 dollars I mean that's that's pretty steep.
0: Right. I, I I think that is pretty steep in ter- like if you're coming from like the the gaming console mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. but like you think about the money that PC gamers spend on their PCs, right. Right. it's you know, thousands of dollars. Right. Uh, but, you know, that's to make their games run
1: flawlessly. Exactly. You
0: know, um, yeah, lag what, time is the enemy. Yeah, uh,
1: and that's what I was wondering about, like, this, this the, the new thing is, you know, how how good is it in terms of processing power and RAM right. and things like that? That will be definitely a, a huge selling point, like a make or break thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of your, you know, hardcore PC enthusiasts, um, I, I would imagine with it being Steam... They're definitely gonna really try and bring their A game with those mm-hmm. the specs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but so that'll be interesting to see how well these run. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. I know a lot of like people who like thumb their nose up at Nintendo are like, "Oh, this is gonna be like the end of the Switch. Like this thing's gonna come out and like no one's gonna care about the Switch anymore." And I'm, uh, no, I'm like, okay. No. Nintendo I, 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 invented the yeah, video game yeah, game son. I, I do think yeah, I, I those people do exist. I've seen them on message boards. I I don't I just think that's very misplaced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just um, just be like yeah, quit being silly. <laughs> you know. It I mean it, it, it might revolutionize the, the way that you experience your pc PC games and 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 if it does then awesome like good for them like you know another option uh and way to play and experience your pc games it's i mean it's it's cool and it looks cool it kind of reminds me like the fact that it's all black Mm. uh when i first saw i was like oh my god it kind of looks like a game gear Yeah, yeah. yeah, like and game gear was like so i had the i think we've had this conversation before i'm pretty sure but Mm. Uh, you know, I had the original game boy, Mm -hmm. but I got the most use out of my game gear because that's when, you know, it was like, Holy shit. Color is involved (laughs) Yeah, and (laughs) you know, I could play like Sonic and stuff and, um, So yeah, that's that was kind of yeah. my jam.
1: I think it's a really cool concept, and I I, I will be I, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. I, I but I don't I don't think Nintendo's going to lose a dollar over it. No. I don't think it's going to hurt Nintendo. I think it's just going to, if anything, I think I think it's just going to add a new option, uh, t- you know, to the uh, industry, um, for people who maybe want you know, especially like I said, PC gamers. It definitely does give them that option, which is really really cool. Um,
0: if it was com if it was priced uh comparatively Mm -hmm. you know uh comp comp
2: yeah
0: yeah. you know what i'm trying to say if it you know if they were around the same price point i could see Mm
2: -hmm.
0: maybe a case for concern right um but since there's not and and like the fan bases are just
1: so different yeah Yeah, so exactly
0: it's it's like you know we go this way, they go this way. Never the Twain shall meet. <laughs> right. One of those situations.
1: Yeah, I definitely. I don't see. I don't see the Steam, uh, console being near as um compelling to like casual gamers as the Switch has been. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I do feel like this this Steam console is going to be much more for your enthusiasts and your very mm-hmm. really kind of hardcore. You know, or people who do it regularly you know it's an avid hobby i don't think you're very casual people who just got it for animal crossing or got it for mario you know right i i don't think it's going to have near as broad an appeal as mm-hmm. the switch is it? i could be wrong but it does it doesn't seem like it's going for that broad of a net right So i don't think nintendo is going to be losing sleep over this thing no nah,
0: i don't <laughs> think so um yeah i mean like i said it, it looks cool mm-hmm. uh yeah for sure but you know, yeah it's yeah, I don't think it, I think it's just going to be a, a non-issue. No, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, well, cool. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, be exciting uh, to keep up with. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm definitely excited to continue to keep my ear to the ground, uh, a weathered eye on the horizon mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. as it starts to come out and people get their hands on it. Um, so, so yeah, you um, want to talk a little bit about the uh, the news as it pertains to the playstation
1: dude yeah it's just it's such a mess i mean it it's definitely a product of a lot of different things but the things that get kicked around the most you hear a lot about these semiconductor chips yeah Um, the the
0: whole chip shortage
1: exactly like
0: which is affected a lot like computers gaming Mm -hmm. cars uh like people have had to uh like we this is just a quick aside, but um, you know, I told you Lindsay's car. Uh, the transmission went mm-hmm. out um, a while, out, you know, a couple weeks ago. But before that, we had to get uh, a few other things repaired, and they like it seriously sat at the dealership for like a week and a half right. before they touched it. And that's because so many people are having to get their their cars fixed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in lieu of like buying new cars because this is around the time where the new like the 2022s would be coming out and they're not coming out because they don't have chips to put in them um so so yeah that's uh, that just goes to show how much this chip shortage has affected so many different facets of our lives you know Mm -hmm. from computers to gaming to, to cars like it's
1: exactly yeah I know that's been one of their biggest issues, and I think it's been affecting Xbox too. But I think the Series X has been struggling with it too. Yeah. Um, I don't think to the same degree, uh, but I know Sony. Uh, I know in a statement, uh, one of the CEOs for Sony that I mean just flat out said, you know, we just can't get enough chips, mm-hmm. and so the demand. They said that the demand is much higher than they were expecting, which I think is just really a lack of foresight. If they really didn't think that this thing was going to sell that much. Or, or as much as you know the the demand is, especially in you know sort of sort of coming out of a of a quarantine um, situation, um, I don't think it should have been a surprise to them that you know the demand no. was as high as it is. No, like
0: they're, they're um, fucking high. Yeah. If yeah. they didn't, if they seriously thought that it wasn't going to, you know, just sell immediately, exactly. like where stores can't keep them in exactly. stock yeah, like, yeah. there's no way to think yeah. like that.
1: so these statements that I read of, of these CEOs that were like, oh yeah, we were very surprised at the demand, you know, the demand has been much higher than we anticipated, and I'm like, well then what the hell are you expecting? <laughs> like, that, like
0: I, I mean, that's that's seriously erring air, <laughs> on the side
1: of caution. Yeah, well, I, I guess, I, I guess so. Uh, yeah, just,
0: uh, yeah, to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, no, with, with playstation's track record yeah and it's not like they were just releasing a new console to release a new console like they were bringing legit awesome shit to the table like the haptic feedback with the controller like the way you described it to me like playing Mm -hmm. a game um Mm -hmm. and a a buddy of mine was telling me the other day he was like dude you need to come over to my house and and play because uh it, it's that much worth experiencing yeah. and i was uh, like can you describe it, it, it he's <laughs> like no yeah you just you just need to experience <laughs> it and uh and, and but you you tried to tell me like a little bit about like how you know when you're walking like you mm-hmm. get the, the foot mm-hmm. the left and right footsteps yep. on on either side of the controller yep. and i was like what
1: yeah <laughs> It is. Yeah. The haptic technology in the controller is insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. The tension and the triggers, you know, mm-hmm. if you go to draw a bow or shoot a gun, um, it is incredibly um, it's just so realistic The you know, the different, like, you know, the haptic technology. It is really, really cool. And so, you know, understandably so, a lot of people really want to get their hands on these things. Um, but yeah, with the chip shortage, I know their primary chips, I think come from uh, a, a maker in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know, I, I know I read somewhere else where, uh, it's sort of also another aspect that's kind of played into this thing is some of the lingering effects with the trade war from the Trump administration mm. where, uh, we imposed sanctions on China. Um, so yeah,
0: I, I, that does ring a bell. Yeah. I feel like I, I read something about that, right. too. So
1: chip manufacturers in China, um, I, I guess, legally aren't able to give us chips to, like, U.S. Um, companies Dope. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we can't outsource anything from China. Um, I'm At least that's how I understood it from a, an article that I re- read recently talking about how, you know, some of the repercussions of the trade war has definitely had some effects on it. Um, but also another wonderful aspect, I think I talked about this, um, in the collecting video, in the collecting podcast is just the, the bots and the scalpers, um, has been a major, major issue with, uh, people, average Joe's being able to get their hands on one is just scalpers buying up way, way, way more than they need. And then, you know, upcharging
0: like three times as much, right? Like
1: just outrageously um overcharging for
0: yeah you. i mean there's people uh, i you correct me if i'm wrong but i've heard people paying like between 12 and 1500 dollars for a console yep. mm-hmm. like that's it's sickening yeah
1: yeah <laughs> so yeah i think you know it looks like there's a lot of uh, of factors at play here you know they are ob- they apparently weren't expecting the demand to be as high as it is which is and again just crazy to me The semiconductor chip is a huge issue Mm -hmm. and one that I don't really know how soon that's going to be resolved as many different companies and facets and just completely disparate, you know, businesses are trying to all get their hands on these things. Um, I think that's going to be an issue for a lot of different people, not just the gaming industry. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, like I said, apparently repercussions from the trade war. Um, and then just, yeah, just stupid bots and scalpers who, you know, as soon as these things do finally, you know, go on sale, you've got, you know, this, these handful of people that just buy as many as they can up and, um, and then, you know, take them to the aftermarket and charge anywhere from 800 to yeah. Into the thousands. Yeah. And, um, and some people are obviously, uh, you know, desperate enough that they will pay that much for these things. Um, because the demand is that high. Um, I, I
0: can't imagine having like $1,200 just lying yeah. around and being like, you know what, I'm going to buy yeah. uh, from one of these scalpers, the, yeah. you know, a, a PS5. Like,
1: Well, that's what sucks is that when these people do, you know, make those investments, it does kind of fuel this whole stupid side of the problem, mm-hmm. um, you know, so obviously you know you want to discourage people from doing that you know just be patient and wait for an official one to come along yeah um but obviously it is working out for most of these scalpers because they're still doing it um and unfortunately they're still selling mm-hmm. for these outrageous prices yeah so i know sony is talking optimistically about like later this year you know hopefully getting some more consoles out a bit quicker and trying to meet the demand a bit a bit better um so I know Sony's trying to be hopeful, um, but I, you know, part of me just can't help but wonder if they're just talking to their their shareholders there, and you know, like yeah. how how logistically possible it actually is for them to have that kind of turnaround, especially within the year. I mean, that doesn't leave them that much time to really right. crank out a lot of consoles because there's a lot of people who still want these things yeah
0: and christmas is coming <laughs> up exactly yeah
1: exactly and i think that's going to be a really rude awakening for them i don't think they're go- i don't think they're going to be ready
0: uh, i don't i yeah i don't think so. i mean it's it's weird to say that christmas is too close but christmas mm-hmm. is too close like it we're already in you know yeah. we're halfway through august yeah. um
1: and at least with the way this chip situation's going. You know as, yeah as many different industries as are fighting over it you know because and that's the thing too I've seen you know this 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 chip war between Sony and Microsoft because Microsoft are trying to get the same thing mm-hmm. so you know if you have another chip manufacturer that, that comes onto the scene well then you have competition there I did see this in an article recently too where you know it was basically a matter of um, who are they going to sell to is our Microsoft gonna win these guys over or are Sony gonna you know strike up a partnership so then you right. got this war. Uh, between the manufacturers, mm-hmm. um, so it's just a mess. And I, yeah, yeah, I, I really don't know, man. I mean, I really, really want one, and I know a lot of other people do, um, but I'm I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I
0: yeah, it's it's gonna be a a weird, dicey situation yeah. if come you know October, November, December, and there's still nothing mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm it's gonna it's gonna be weird
1: um and it'll I, be so sad because that'll be a year out from that consoles release right yeah yeah because how few few people will still have one
0: yeah i i mean i let's see i know including your friends mm. i know three people yep that have one yep uh exactly y- maybe i mean since you're more tapped into the video game world you know you might know more nope. people that he's the one
1: <laughs> i have one friend that i know that has one yeah yeah
0: uh that have you uh, i was about to say have you seen the size of it of course you have um it's a
1: honker yeah it's, d- big. it's
0: so friggin' big it is big a- and all the memes that came out <laughs> when they first announced yep. like like the whole
1: shebang yep. like you
0: know the specs and like the uh, what it physically looks like mm-hmm. like the memes how it looks like the the at t batman building yeah. downtown like I saw blew that my mind. Like, saw
1: that I saw people comparing like it looks like a, like a internet modem or like you know things like, like Wally's that. girlfriend yeah from exactly Wally. Yeah. yeah um
0: no, yeah but I finally I think I it might have been in Best Buy and mm. they just had like a model there or maybe mm. it was an actual console and it was mm. just like the you know like oh you can't buy this one like it's just yeah. in this protective case this, but yeah I saw I was like that thing is fucking huge. Yeah. It's so
1: big. It makes me wonder if they'll do the same thing that they did with the PS3 and they'll do like a slim model down the sure. road. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I would kind of hope so. I mean, those things are massive. Yeah, yeah
0: it is It is pretty big. Um, I, I
1: have no idea where I would put one if <laughs> I have one with my setup right now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no. It, I mean, you definitely need to clear off some space for yep. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, so aside from... You, know, you said you were kind of playing through the Pokemon games mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now, or, or some of them. Uh, are, are you in the middle of any other games right now? Oh, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it would be cool to you know come back and actually do just a whole, like, you know, what I've been up to game-wise in the last, god, apparently over a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, I, I, I definitely have gone through a massive indie phase this year. Mm-hmm. I've played dozens of indie games. Um, so that could be a whole, I'd love to do like a cool indie spotlight sure. sometime. Yeah, that would um, be fun. And, and so, cause I've, I've enjoyed the hell out of those right now. I'm actually, um, a little over halfway through the original final fantasy seven. Okay. Um, I know the remake came out, I think last year. Mm-hmm. Um, a few
0: people like that game. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Uh, I've
1: <laughs> Yeah, it, it is definitely, it's divisive. I know some people really, really enjoyed it, and I know some people just didn't really like the direction Square Enix took with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting, you know, once I get to that point, you know, having played the original on the PS1 now. Because um, I played the sixth one last year, I think it was, either last year or late 2019, um, and I absolutely loved it. It was Final Fantasy VI on the SNES, and it was a masterpiece that was a fantastic game but i know seven is where a lot of people started with the franchise that's right that's definitely where it exploded in america was mm-hmm. with the seventh entry on yeah the, on the playstation and so um yeah i've been enjoying the hell out of it um i've been, I've been playing it for about seven weeks now mm-hmm. it is a long long game um, you know, famously, like the original PS1 game was spread across three discs. You needed three discs to play that whole game. I,
0: rem- I, rem- I remember that, <laughs> yep.
1: yeah. That's crazy. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, of course, like I said, I'm a huge Nintendo freak. Yeah. And so um, I played another Pikmin game, just continuing on in the Pikmin franchise, which I absolutely love. Those games are so great. If you love, like, real-time strategy mm-hmm. games like that, Pikmin is such a different game. There's, like, nothing else like Pikmin out there. It's mm. such a cool game. Interesting. Um, Yeah, and, yeah, like I said, just continuing my Pokémon adventure. Because, yeah. um, like I said, not only have I been carrying my Pokémon forward, um, I've actually been trying to get the Living Dex, which is insane, especially for me being a first-time player, but here we are, because like I said, I love that it tailors to like that obsessive collecting pull, like sure, you know, urgent me, <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, you know, I went into it here and catch them all, and so that's exactly when I was like, okay, well, I'm hmm. gonna get literally every single one of them, not realizing that there's like upwards of eight or nine hundred of them now. Um, but there's a lot. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: I, I don't understand how people <laughs> can keep up with them all. Yeah. Uh, there's just, there's so many.
1: Yeah. Kanto is still definitely my favorite. The, the first gen, you know, I, that, that's just, that's such a classic decks, you know, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love Kanto. I love Johto's too. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't disliked any of them. I know I've really enjoyed some of the more divisive ones like black and white gen five. I know a lot of people kind of hate on it with, like, the Pokemon design or something like that. Um, I've really, really enjoyed all the gens that I've played so far. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Do you have plans on playing uh, Pokemon Snap on the 64?
1: Oh, uh, definitely. Definitely. I could really, I could play that one now because um, I would I would be aware of all of those. mm mm-hmm. um, I, I really want to play the new one, too, but I don't want to play that one until I'm definitely further into the yeah, franchise. Yeah, I, I so know the,
0: that, that kind of taps into, like, your completionist yeah. kind of thing where you, you like to go in chronological yeah, order. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: That way I can get there and I can, you know, know who they all are and, you know. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. get there and, you know, only know, like, half of them, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've definitely been busy with a lot of things, but like I said, you know, gaming is my passion. Um, that's sort of like that's what it all kind of comes back to whatever else some is, is going on um i always find time every day to definitely play for a while that's cool um so yeah i would love to come back for sure and do more absolutely do there's plenty more we can talk about obviously. yeah
0: yeah do you you're our resident um <laughs> uh, video game uh, guest it's it's so awesome to have you come on and talk about video games like i said we we have a quota to meet yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know so many of our listeners you know play video games mm. and i can only talk so much about them because right like the most we uh, ted and i have talked about video games recently was I think it was our most recent episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we skipped a week. We, we didn't have a release this week. Um, but the week prior, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our segment, uh, our shit that doesn't suck segment mm-hmm. uh, where mm-hmm. we throw out recommendations. Uh, he actually uh, mentioned he was playing through again uh resident evil 4 which is one of my all-time favorites Uh, definitely my favorite resident evil game uh, but one of my favorite games of all time
1: yeah that's awesome and
0: uh and and we you know the shit that doesn't suck segment usually takes up like four maybe five minutes Mm -hmm. Uh, you know it's it's not a very long uh, thing we ended up talking about that game (laughs) 15 minutes yeah like it was it was so fun because it's been a while since i've played it but like man i used to play the shit out of that game
1: oh i need to play it i actually saw that's one that i have that's another big one i haven't played yet the the only resident evil i've played is the original uh two i played the original second one okay playstation one
0: yeah i need to pick up the the remaster yeah i want to play it i've heard it's pretty good it is yeah uh one thing so i mean Take this with a grain of salt because I'm a huge weirdo, um, but, I mean, the Wii... we Mm -hmm. all know is a fantastic console. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Resident Evil four originally came out on the GameCube, Mm -hmm. but, um, I love playing it on the Wii. A lot of people do because you have, it's, it's almost like the interactive Mm -hmm. gun mechanics you have at like an arcade where like you shoot off screen to reload or like, you know, shoot down. And there's a lot of interacting with the, the Wemo and the nunchuck. Mm -hmm. And I love that about that game. You're and not
1: alone at all. Actually, there, that's that's a very popular opinion. Okay. Is that the Wii version is actually like the definitive way to play the original Resident Evil 4. That I, sure. I feel validation. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, you, yeah. you are among many who definitely prefer that way. Um, because, you know, like... You, you, I know disposing of the zombies or whatever that does take a quite a, a good level of precision you know to line that laser up with like the head or, yeah. you know very specific uh, <clears throat> points to take them down and it was
0: it, I found it so difficult with mm-hmm. a regular exactly. controller exactly um, so a lot
1: of people prefer the intuitive way that you can actually where you just point to yeah. where you want to shoot exactly.
0: yeah I, and so yeah when I, uh, I I think the first time I played it with a regular controller mm-hmm. was at a friend's house and he had uh, I think it was just PS4. Yeah, and man, it was so it was so difficult. Um, I want to play it now, and yeah. we don't have our Wii anymore. My wife gave it uh,
1: gave it away. You can get on the Switch. Um, it is on the Switch. You can get on the e-shop. Mm-hmm. It mm, It is a digital mm, yeah.
0: Okay, well, yeah. I might uh, <laughs> I might be doing that. Yep, because. Uh, I actually own that
1: game in like four different variations. (laughs) I have it on the GameCube, I have it on the PS2, I have it on the Wii, and I have it on the Switch. I I I haven't played it on any of them yet. (laughs) (laughs)
0: hey screw it i i mean why not you're you're a collector so it only makes sense
1: exactly like it
0: makes sense for you to own it on the gamecube because that's what it was released on
1: um
0: it makes sense to own it on the wii because like you said it's uh, i guess i didn't know that i i thought i was in the minority Oh no not at all where uh, uh i i enjoyed playing it on the wii it just so many people seem to oh yeah like it on a, sure. a traditional controller I didn't know that it was that popular mm-hmm. so it's totally. very cool totally um, but uh, it's
1: definitely the most sought-after version of it too mm. the one you know as far as like the the, the retro uh, versions of it yeah the the Wii one is definitely the one that most people look for yeah,
0: yeah. I'm man now I'm, I'm kind of bummed out that (laughs) (laughs) i uh i re-remembered that uh (laughs) my wife kind of gave it away i mean she gave it away to to a good cause it was to uh the um this person that used to do therapy for charlie and aaron um Mm. she took it into her uh her clinic Mm. and uh Wanted to use it with kids to help with hand-eye coordination. Oh, cool! So, yeah, it it definitely went to a good cause. Yeah, yeah. um, But I want it back now. Scar any kids? (laughs) Well, I'm. (laughs) I I don't know if she necessarily gave them Resident Evil. I I think she gave them like you know the the kitty or family friendly games (laughs) to play. Uh, So, um, but.
1: shit that doesn't suck uh you know i have historically not been a big tv guy actually Mm -hmm. um not not since high school at least um and so it has been interesting here in the last. It's really just been in the last few months that I've I've really kind of gotten back into shows, which has been really cool. Um, you know, I watched The Mandalorian all the way through, mm-hmm. um, which was fantastic. Which is the correct answer? I loved The Mandalorian. So damn good. Um, Second season,
0: what like starting out with the the crate mm-hmm. dragon, yep. like.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: god, like <laughs> like my jaw was completely open the entire yeah. time. I was like, yeah. "What? <laughs> like what is their budget yep. for this? Show? Yeah, for real." <laughs> yeah.
1: Um oh, and the tech behind how they made that show is incredible. Oh, the yeah, I I
0: they- need to go back and and watch it that thing with amazing. John Favreau. Um yeah, yes. I, I need to see I, I told <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. I I I, I meant to uh you know, put that on my watch list. Yeah. I totally forgot about oh, it. Oh, it's
1: so. super cool. Yeah. No, the the way that they did a lot of that is just absolutely incredible. Um yeah, and then I watched Shits Creek in its entirety, which again was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved Shits Creek. Yes. Um and then we uh me and my roommate we do have like dinner shows. So like, you know, like there's certain shows that we like focus on. Like we give it our under undivided attention. So, like, The Mandalorian, Shit's Creek, those were, like, okay, we're sitting down, we're watching a show. But we do have, like, dinner shows where, like, if we're just eating dinner...
0: Doesn't take a lot of concentration. Yeah,
1: something we can kind of casually watch. And then, Mm -hmm. so, like, in that respect, we watched the entire Courage the Cowardly Dog, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which was really cool and really poetic because, actually, I don't know if you saw, the lady who voiced Muriel, did you ever watch courage by any
0: chance i don't think so oh god it was, I, i'm familiar with it but yeah, i don't yeah. think i watched it. oh
1: uh, well the one of the voice actors recently passed away at like 81 she you know she was up there but mm-hmm. um she did the voice of muriel and so um yeah i i did we we did that as a dinner show and then we are about three seasons into star wars the clone wars right which it's has tough. far exceeded my expectations mm-hmm. as like just a cartoon network show i mean it, it's production value the voice acting like Everything about the Clone Wars has been absolutely spectacular. I have enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, uh,
0: um, yeah. I, I really need to get into that. Um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I uh, so I, I I was gonna bring up uh, American Horror Story: Covenant mm-hmm. uh, because that's uh, that's what I'm currently watching. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of my kind of sort of my shit that doesn't suck. Last last mm-hmm. episode, um, I I just talked about. Yeah, every uh, the fact that I've been watching American Horror Story. Right. So yeah, uh, I I told you that I recently revisited or am revisiting um, Family Guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I man, I I love this show. This is yeah. my animated show of choice. You know, like some people are into. Family Guy, some people are into Rick and Morty, some people mm-hmm. are hardcore Simpsons fans, and Simpsons is still fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, As some people are, you know, South Park, mm-hmm. like Family Guy is, right. is my jam. Right. Like, I totally respect all those other shows, mm-hmm. but this is. Family Guy is my thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's just my my ADHD tendencies <laughs> and my style of humor just kind of like they click with yeah. this show. Yeah. Like all the cutaway scenes. Like people complain about like oh there's too many cutaway scenes and I'm
1: like, it's that's the secret sauce. That's the it, whole, it is like, yeah. Uh, I feel like that's what really sets it apart.
0: Yeah, know? for sure. It is, <laughs> yeah, it's just those random cutaway scenes. Like, like that time I did blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and Yeah. Just the most random shit. Yeah. Uh, like, one of my favorite things is just watching Peter cut. Come home with like these mm. crazy things like <laughs> yeah. that, you know, like no explanation needed. Like mm. he just shows up in a frigging helicopter, <laughs> yeah. and and like I, I love how the show just randomly gets self aware mm. at certain points, just just randomly, yeah, real quick. Like like Lois will be like, "Where do you get the money for these?" Th-? <laughs> or like Joe, like like damn it, Peter, where do you get the money for these- <laughs> Where do you get these things? Um. Yeah. It's it like its tendency to be really self aware. Uh, mm-hmm. From time to time is is great. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. That's that's my shit that doesn't suck for awesome. for this week. Um. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Uh. But yeah. You. Uh. Is there anything that we didn't hit on that? Um. Uh. No. I think no. we we covered. Yeah. We, covered a lot. And. Uh, I think we've hit a record short. Uh. Uh. Or well. <laughs> What's the opposite of a record low, long episode? Like we, so we've been recording for like an hour and 20 minutes. Wow. Um, and wow. yeah, like I think the,
1: for us, that is definitely uh on the slimmer side. <laughs> yeah,
0: a little bit. Um, it's still a little bit past uh, our, our typical runtime for Ted and I. Uh, mm. We usually keep it at like a pretty tight 60. We're, yeah, yeah. we're a pretty well-oiled machine by now. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I like it when it goes over that for mm. whenever I have guests on. Because yeah, yeah. Um, I like it to be a little bit more, more of like a free-flowing yeah. session and where we don't feel like we're pressed
1: for time yeah anything, that's been cool so. this time this has definitely been much more conversational than you know the last couple for sure right
0: which is I, I wanted it uh, in, mm-hmm. uh, purposefully and intentionally I wanted it to be like that yeah because, I definitely liked that yeah uh, just because our, our others were well they were a lot of fun like mm-hmm. listening back to those mm-hmm. episodes like I remember how much fun those were because yeah. you brought so much knowledge to the table Uh, and, and and so I got to learn a lot, but, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun because I got to, um, it it was more just like a regular conversation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: For sure. You know, yeah. As much as I love just coming in here and just dumping out, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just knowledge bombs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it is cool to definitely, you know, have more of a give and take, um, for sure, you know, and you know, just to come and just talk about things that are actually going on now and you know, what's actually happening right now. Um, and it's cool because we both learned some things, you know, like I said, I really wasn't that exposed to the steam Mm -hmm. console. Um, so that was really cool. So yeah, I mean, we, we should definitely try and maybe do some more like that for sure.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Especially since you, you live so close, like it's, it's kind of nuts that it took us this long to, to get back together I know. uh, know. to record another one when you live, what, like five minutes? Five minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yep. uh, well, Chase, thank you so much for coming back on, dude. Thank um, you so much. Words again for can't me. describe how much I appreciate it. So, absolutely, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you know, the drill. Uh, uh, well, I guess if you're new to the podcast, you don't know the drill, but the drill is, um, you know, subscribe and like and follow on all the podcast apps and social media and feel free to join our Facebook group. Um, the link for that will be in the description below. Um, feel free to donate to our Patreon. Um, if you feel like uh, being a part of that whole shebang, uh, we got, um, some really cool perks. Uh, you get early access to content, including videos. Uh, so, um, So, yeah, you're not just, like, giving us, like, $2 a month and getting nothing in return. So, Um, but, yeah, uh, as always, be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. And we'll see you on the other side. (laughs) See you next week.